Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trunapole of the Iceman. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of my AAC champs, the Bearcats, who unfortunately are not playing again Saturday in basketball. I'll get to that in a minute. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, if you found the show, do me a favor, hit that like and subscribe button, smash that thumbs up. I'm on a roll again. I'm up to 810 subscribers. I appreciate, as always, every single one of you guys for subscribing to the show. All right, guys. There's not a whole lot going on with the Bearcats because, I mean, they're not playing. The game got postponed again. Um, like I said, I'll get to that in a minute. Bengals news. You know, we got potentially a new running backs coach coming. We got a new offensive line coach, new defensive line. So there's not a whole lot going on there. But the news of the day is Philip Rivers retired officially from the NFL today after 17 years. Now the question is, and I put this on the ice bar and I put it on Bengals Brigade. Do you guys think that he is a Hall of Famer? Now, I'm just going to read you his stats, and then I'll give you my opinion after that. All right, he's an eight-time Pro Bowler, eight times NFL Top 100. In 2013, he was the Comeback Player of the Year. He has 5,277 completed passes. That's fifth in NFL history. He ends his career with a 95.2 passer rating. That's 12th in NFL history. He has 421 passing TV, TDs, fifth in NFL history, and 63,440 yards passing. That's fifth in NFL history as well. Now, my opinion is I think he is a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He has no Super Bowl wins. I don't even think he made it to a championship game but he was a very, very good quarterback for a very long time. 17 years being the head of a, two different franchises, I mean, mostly for the uh, Chargers, San Diego and Los Angeles. But if he would gotten a Super Bowl, yes, I think he is. I mean, now you can compare him to Eli Manning. I think Eli is definitely going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, again, I don't know if he's a first ballot, but he's also got two Super Bowl wins. And... They those count a lot, you know. Most time, if you that validates your career in the NFL, if you are a Super Bowl winning quarterback. So, my opinion that I think Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's gonna be a first ballot. I think it's gonna take him a little while, and it depends on what class he is coming in with, depending on who's who he's up against. So, we will see what's going on here. Let's see here. We got some stuff in the chat already. Uh, All-Star Gambling. Hey, you're new to the show. Yeah, All-Star Gambling. What's up, buddy? Welcome to the show. Chris Bengal. What's going on, brother? What do you got, Titus? Are you happy Donald Trump is out of office? I don't talk politics on here. <laughs> Sorry, Titus. Not, not opening that can of worms, buddy. But it is uh, Inauguration Day, and we do have a new president and his name is joe biden uh that's all i'll say on that uh i'm looking for the buccaneer stuff uh where is it 
Uh, the hats right there. It's it's still there. I I left it up there for my wife. That's about all she's gonna get. <laughs> get uh get up there. Let's see here. Uh, Chris, yes, that's one of the stories I was about to get into. There's a rumor that Andy Dalton is going to be the next uh, quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Now, if you guys watched any of my videos I did last year before I started going live, um, I thought Andy Dalton was a perfect fit for Indy. Um, because he doesn't really make mistakes. They had pretty much everything except the quarterback. Uh, sure. They still wish they had Andrew Luck. If they had Andrew Luck, um, uh, we'd be talking about, about the Colts in the same light as I think the chiefs, but they don't have them. And that's what we don't want to happen to Andy or to, uh, Joe Burrow. We don't want him to become Andrew Luck and retire quickly. So, oh, we got a new, uh, <laughs> we got a, Video chat person, all star gambling. All star gambling. Oh, it's TC. It's what's, TC. What's, up? what's up, TC? What's uh, going on, buddy? Had, it's that's my um YouTube name. I forgot to change it, it popped up. So, um, I got you. I got you. What's going on, brother? Uh, so how, um, what's up? Nothing, just talking about uh, Philip Rivers, and you think he's a Hall of Famer or not, or what's your opinion on it? Uh, I I, I I I don't. This is my opinion, though. You know. What's up? Be honest with you. Yeah. I I didn't. There was a back back when there was like he was a rookie in his first five years or whatever. I didn't I didn't see him as a future a quarterback a good quarterback to be honest with you. I never thought he was well. I never put it this way. I never thought he was special. Like I never oh. saw saying like, oh. "Hey, this guy's got a future." At that time. Well, throwing for 4,000 over, let's see here, over 63,000 yard passing yards and 17 year NFL career. That is, that's, that's, uh, that's not, uh, not special. I mean, <laughs> it's not, it's a pretty good long career. Like Titus says, see, he said, that, see, that's what I'm talking about. They're going to have a Super Bowl to, to get in the Hall of Fame. I think that's crazy. They should change that rule. It's not actually a rule, though, Titus. It's just what they always measure it by, you know? That's pretty much what, you know, what they do there. It's not an actual official rule, but I mean, it's just like, like that in every, every sport though. I mean, LeBron James in the NBA is chasing the goat, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, the greatest basketball player ever, except for eh, it's either him or Oscar. I mean, Oscar was pretty good too, but, but then I've seen Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I didn't see Oscar, but anyway, I mean, that's, they all chase the championship. That's what everything's based on. Joe here. Let's see here. What's up, Joe? Uh, what's up, Jeff? See another Bengals group. Some doofus posted that we should trade Burrow or Watson. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I yeah, I saw. I actually posted some article. It was an article or something. I posted that in Bengals Brigade. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. There ain't no way in the world we try to trade for. I mean, maybe ten first round picks. Yeah, well, well, the thing is, Houston doesn't even have any first-round picks. I mean, Houston, yeah. needs to, if they're going to trade Watson, they need first-round picks. So, you know, I, I just I, – yeah, I don't see that happening at all. And yes, part of the punctuation, I agree with you. Oscar will always be the GOAT. Exactly. Is there anything else, TC? Uh, nope. All right, brother. Thanks, Thanks for joining the show, brother. Take it easy. Yep. And just like that, you guys can uh, – 
join the show as always be on the video chat and get on the discussion pages let me get on let's see here uh dp hey strawberry ice how is jeremy d doing and is he coming on the show with you if not i understand jeremy d will not be on the show today he's still he's very I mean, honestly he's very busy at work <laughs> um he uh he is dealing with uh, family issues. He had a family member pass away. Looks like he probably can join the show Friday. That's what I just got done talking to him before. Um, before before the show started. So Jeremy D should be back on the show. I mean, we're not me and him are not mad. <laughs> we're not, there's nothing going on with me and me and Jeremy. We are cool. Um, so you guys don't have to worry about worry about that. But he does have a job <laughs> that he, pay, he gets paid to do. So he's. He's got to, you know, take care of that first. So, uh, Chris Bengal. Let's see here. What's up? Uh, would you trade Burrow for Trevor Lawrence? No, I would not. I, I mean, but that's, I'm biased. I love Joe Burrow. And no, I would, I don't think, <clears throat> I don't think Jacksonville would either. I mean, why would you trade for a injured quarterback when you have a young, uninjured quarterback who could be as talented? As um, Joe Joe freaking Burrow, I mean, I think they're gonna have back to back awesome first round picks. I should be on one. Jeremy D can't, <laughs> and you guys can can join the show. I mean, I you know, you guys we can do the video chats. I mean, not as co host. You just sit there. You know, have, if you guys have anything to discuss, we can discuss it there. Like I said, Houston, you see in Houston, the game is postponed Saturday. Um. For COVID reason, there's no rescheduling yet, but they do have a rescheduled game. The game versus Tulsa, that was supposed to be played Saturday, January 16th, has been rescheduled for Friday, February 26th at 5th, 3rd. So at least that game has been rescheduled. There's, I, I don't know how bad the COVID issues are with the Bearcats, but, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, hopefully we'll get the play. Sometime soon. Now, I posted the poll, and I put it in Bengals Brigade, and I put it in the ice bar, and about, is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer? And I got a lot of yeses. Uh, we've got, in Bengals Brigade, we've got 13 yeses and seven noes. Let me see what's going on with the ice bar here. Um, I'm going to find it here. One second. Okay, here we go. And in the ice bar, uh, it, yes is winning again. We've got uh, five yeses and two noes. Now, like I said, I was comparing him, Philip Rivers, to uh, Eli. And I posted this in the ice bar, too. If you look at the career starts, and the, the only the biggest difference is Eli's got two Super Bowl wins. Uh, the career, career uh, stats, their starts, Eli had 230. Philip had 240. Uh, excuse me, Eli had 234. Philip had 240. Their record, Eli is 117 and 117. Philip is 134, 106. Uh, yards, Eli 5,023. Rivers 8,444. TDs, Eli 366. TDs for Rivers 421. INTs, Eli threw more of 244. Philip only threw 206 and Super Bowl wins two to zero. And that's the big, I mean, if Eli did not win two Super Bowls, he wouldn't be even considered for a Hall of Famer. 
But since he's won two Super Bowls, that makes him, I won't say automatically a Hall of Famer, but it, it makes him in the mix, you know, of what is uh, or a better shot at getting. And I don't think I'll, Eli should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think he should be at least on getting in on his second try. He's also got the uh, the Manning name behind him too. So, you know, it's it's an interesting discussion that I've been hearing a lot of guys. But I think, like, look, Philip Rivers, man, if he <laughs> if he could have won one Super Bowl, you know, it would have been no brainer. He would he would be a Hall of Fame quarterback. But he hasn't hasn't been on there, or he didn't get get there. He didn't win it. No, let's see here. All right, Titus, what's up here? Uh, if Zach Taylor don't do anything next year, I would like to see Luke Fickle to be our head coach next year at the game. Games and a boatload of money if he wants a job. Job. Um, I like I've said in past shows, I'm not a big college football coach. Going to the NFL, there's been lots of guys who, who who were successful, very successful in the NFL, and failed more than the ones that that haven't. Now, Ur Meyer's about to be a coach, so we'll find out. And I just don't know if Luke's an NFL head coach. I really don't. He's a great college coach, and selfishly, I want him to stay at UC until he wants to retire. So I don't really want to take him away from the Bearcats and make him the Bengals head coach. But I mean, honestly, I, look, guys, I've said this a million times. I, I don't think Zach is as bad a coach as everybody thinks he is. He was not given the right tools, all the things he needed to have a consistent winning team. You can't tell me that offensive line was good enough to win games. You can't tell me that defensive line was good enough to win games. I mean, I, I think the proof is in the pudding of what we had, you know, of what Zach had to work with. You know, I, I've said before, everybody's like, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. If there's no place to run the ball. <laughs> you know, there's no holes. There's no nothing. It's really hard to run it. Now, they did seem like they ran it better in certain games, but they didn't do it consistently, and that's, the biggest problem with this team, they didn't do stuff consistently. Now you can say that's Zach Taylor, which could be. I don't know. But if you don't have the talent, it's hard to win in this league. And if you don't have the talent at the lines, the offensive line, defensive line, it's hard to win in this league. You know, I mean, look at City. Patrick Mahomes goes out. They still win. But they also did. You see how much time he had to throw the ball, and and it, it was, and it wasn't like the Browns were coming after him. They were coming after him, but he still had time to throw it. They had, they had time to do stuff. If you don't have time to do stuff, then you know things happen. All right, Crown. I'm going to try to give Jeremy D a heart attack. Luke as the Bengals head coach. <laughs> yes, Jeremy does not like. Luke, he is not a fan of Luke because of one year that he was the coach for the Ohio State Buckeyes, and it was the worst year they've had in the last 20. But also, they were under sanctions. They had all that stuff going on. Luke got thrown in the last minute. And, you know, there, there's been multiple experts, quote-unquote experts, who have said Luke actually did a pretty good job 
for what he had to work with. Chris Bengal, what's going on? I'll bring you up here. I don't... Oh, hey, what's okay. up, Chris? What's oh, going on, brother? So much. Not so much. Brought up from another model. <laughs> but, but um, you know, you just got done saying um, the Luke guy, you know, give, uh, give um, Jeremy a heart attack. That will not work because we always got a coach. What he should have to do is to, um, excuse me, is tell Jeremy that Luke is the uh, offensive lineman, you know, offensive line coach. And he's going to help protect Joe. Maybe that would be give him a better, more heart attack. So, now you really want to give Jeremy a heart attack that uh, that uh, Ryan Day is leaving and uh, and Luke Fickle's been the coach of the Buckeyes. That would give Jeremy a heart attack. <laughs> that would give him a heart attack more than anything else. That would freak him but, uh, freak out. <laughs> but uh, to 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 be honest, that's just my opinion. Uh, Philip Rebels. Should be in the Hall of Fame. Not the – I don't know if she's got anything to do with the Super Bowl, you know, not having any rings. But I think he should be in, um, you know, his team, his old team, you know, Hall of Fame. Um, oh, yeah, he's but, definitely going to be in the Chargers Hall of Fame. They, they might put a yeah. statue out there for him. Uh, do that, but I don't think he should hit Canton because, you know, no offense to any of his stats. I just think that – which having at least one and one on his finger, then I don't think that Canton would probably vote him in. Vote him in. He'd probably be in there like everybody, you know, come together and decide, you know, who's gonna go in and stuff. Well, but you know, you know, Dan, Dan Marino's in there, and he he doesn't have a Super Bowl uh, ring. I mean, there are there are I, quarterbacks in there that don't have rings, so it's not a beat all. I know. Ball, but it does uh, I just harder. look at I now, look I'm at it this sure. way. The, the Dan, Dan Marino. Marino's probably he probably got more marketable. You know, you know more. They probably look at it, well. He probably can sell more stuff than Phillips. <laughs> they might. Uh, Titus yeah. says, uh, "Did they say anything about mini camps and training camps? Are they going to have those this summer? Have you heard anything about that yet? I have not heard anything about that yet. I'm hoping they are. I said, I, I know, I know Zach and and Joe have mentioned. You know, they're they're hoping they're going to." You know, but they don't know anything yet. I, I mean, I think they got to see uh, what's going on with the pandemic and all that stuff before they make that decision. This take minute clout. Um, I'm I'm watching when I you know my mouse when I come on your show now, but this permit stuff's got to got to go away because we got to get back to you know four house stand uh, fans in the stands because it's more. It's it's more see this is what gets me what what in the heck they're gonna do at the Super Bowl like they're gonna have four they're gonna have limited seven. limited limited uh, capacity is what they're gonna have so so it's gonna be like dead watching it I mean it's gonna be like quiet and it's like you know that's why I don't watch wrestling today because I just can't get into it without any fans I mean just you know since I've been in it for twenty years but it just yeah, I just can't watch it. I mean, you gotta have the fans screaming and hollering and and stuff. But yeah, I just this per minute stuff just got to. I I know you want to protect the players' contract, but you know, sooner or later you gotta say, okay, let's just try it out and see if we can have a four, you know, four head of fans and stands. Right, exactly. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, we'll get this thing under control or whatever has to happen so we can uh, we can get that. Now, Crown has a 
question for me. Who's the best defensive back ever? Honestly. I got one. Who who you got? LT. Defensive back. Defensive. Oh, my bad. <laughs> LT my was bad. a linebacker. My bad, my bad. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I, let me hear yours. Well, mine's Deion Sanders. He's the best one I, I, I've ever seen, personally. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I can go that. It's kind of um, hard not to. I mean, for I mean, for my my age group, that's that's who I saw, and he was awesome. Well, we're about the same age. <laughs> I'll start gambling. I can't wait for the Reds. Neither can I. Hopefully, they'll be. Starting sometime soon. I have not heard anything about when pitchers and catchers are reporting, at least not officially in it anyway. So anything, anything else, Chris? No, just a quiet, just quiet downhill. I'm just getting tired of listening to the um the sports station because you know they keep on changing every single damn day who they want the Falcons to get. And then they're false, they say quarterback, and then they say Robert Seaboard, and now they're going, What's your damn running back? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so so, so that just it's kind of good news for number five for you know all Bengals because you know, so but yeah, I just I'm about to uh, you know, no offense, I'm just about to um, I got a lot of stuff I want to you know, I got to do coming up, so might not be on as much, but um, but I'll be on it when it gets close to the definitely when it gets close to 12. Sounds good, brother. As and, always, uh, appreciate you, man. And, uh, no problem. And um, I booked my hotel, so it's 100% confirmed now. Um, I am coming up there in, in April for my boss day. So I'm definitely going to um, check out the Reds home game since it's on my boss day. Maybe they got a uh, – oh, That is if they let fans in. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to beg them because I'm going to be like, I came all the way from Georgia. I'm looking for a Chris <laughs> Sabo bobblehead. <laughs> I got one of them. I got two of them, actually. <laughs> Well, you be good. I'll let somebody else get on, and um, you be good. Be safe out there. All right, brothers. Always appreciate you. All right. Uh, like, yeah, all-star gambling, which is TC. Yeah, I, I can't wait for the Reds. I Yeah, I, I'm ready for the Reds' season to start, you know. I wonder if uh, Ken or Keith are out there because uh, both those guys had some pretty good points that they uh, posted on my show after, you know, after I went off on the youtube channel and if those guys are out there you guys can jump on and we can discuss that but yeah i mean baseball season is getting ready to start i think um i think the reds I, like put this way if the reds say the reds don't do anything i, I really do think they're going to sign a shortstop i really do think that's going to happen i mean there are some talk here that uh let me see here where was it i saw it uh, da, 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 da. Uh, oh yeah, some some talk going on about uh, Trevor Bauer. I saw that somewhere, and I can't find it right now. But uh, I it, he you know Springer uh, Springer signed with the Mets. That's going to get at least the free agency started. I mean, because I mean I, we're less than a month. I mean, maybe about a month from spring training start. You, I, I don't know if it's going to start the beginning of February or like the middle, but February spring training starts. So, you know, we're getting close to that. And and like I said, I've said a lot. Bauer's not coming back for the Reds. I would love Trevor Bauer to come back. I don't really think the Reds are rebuilding. I really don't because I look, guy, if 
put it this way. If they were rebuilding, I think they would have got rid of these guys a long time ago. You know, would have traded Moose, would have traded Cassianos, would have traded Gray. I mean, all these rumors that we've heard, nothing happened. So, and like I said, season's about to start. So I don't see them trading any of these guys. I really do think they're going to stay pat and they're going to go for it again. Uh, let's see, Crip, who was the cornerback <clears throat> in the day? Who was the cornerback from UC back in the day? Jeff, he played for the Bengals. Oh, yeah, A.J. Hawk. Or not A.J., um, Terrell uh, Hawkins. Yeah, um, oh, jeezel. Uh, not A.J., what was it? Was it AJ is it AJ Hawkins? No, it was Hawkins. What was his name? Yeah, and he um he actually came to the to the Bengals, and I always remember <laughs> his claim to fame is they'd always show Jerome Bettis running his ass over. <laughs> uh, but his his brother is on a uh, NFL Network. Ah, what is it? I, Hawkins is his last name. I cannot remember his first name for some reason. But yeah, he he was uh he was on the Bengals for a while, and he was a, a UC grad. Matthew, any earlier Super Bowl predictions? I say Green Bay, Kansas City. Kansas City wins another one. Conor McGregor. Oh, I would love to watch Conor McGregor this weekend. And Dustin Moore, I'll take Conor. I'm taking Conor, dude. I'll, like, I'm a, I'm a huge Conor McGregor fan. I, I mean, dude, I was so into it when he did the 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 fight with um, uh, uh, Mayweather. I actually believed he might beat him, but he didn't. I mean, if they actually, it was an MMA fight, I think he would have beat him, but. Yeah, I would love to watch that fight this weekend. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to. I'm trying to I'm trying to work that out with Mrs. Ice. See if I can you know, figure out how to how to get it. Uh, but Super Bowl predictions, I like honestly, I'm going with Tampa Bay. I mean, I, I really do think the Bucks I, now the only thing that's gonna be hard is it's gonna be cold in Green Bay. And they gotta go there. And it's not gonna bother Tom Brady. That's not gonna bother Tom Brady one bit. You know, he has played in the cold, but Aaron Rodgers is throwing dimes, man. He's playing some of the best football of his life. And he's playing as good as he was a couple years ago. Now, the funny thing is, in my family, my wife, as you guys know, is a Buccaneer fan, which you got the, the hat over there. <laughs> um, and my brother-in-law is a Packers fan. So they are going to be going back and forth this weekend. It's gonna be kind of fun in our little family chat to hear them talk smack, and I'm just gonna sit back and watch, and I'll type in every once in a while, every once in a while, who day and Joe freaking Burrow, and they're like, he's not playing, they're not playing. I, I know, but I'm rooting for them anyway. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I think it's hard to go against Brady, and this would be the first time in the playoffs that Brady and Rodgers are going to meet up. So that's gonna be cool. Um. And I just, I don't know, I just believe in the Bills. I don't know why. I just, I believe in the Bills. I believe in uh, Josh Allen. So my pick right now is the Bills and the Buccaneers. Um, I'm usually wrong. <laughs> so I wouldn't go bet any money on it or anything like that. But, you know, those are my picks. And I would say that anyway, even my wife wasn't a Buccaneers fan because I just, Tom Brady is, he doesn't lose very often, you know. <clears throat> he went to nine Super Bowls and won six of them. That's pretty good. Uh, Crown, what's up, brother? If Dion played baseball, he'd be in the baseball hall. Yes, he would. I mean, if now that's one thing. If you guys remember, he 
I think it was in 97. His last year, he played baseball. And he played for the Reds. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he had a great season. I don't know the stats offhand. I'd have to look them up. But, yes, I, I agree with the crown. If Dion would have concentrated on played baseball, you know, he could have. He could have been a Hall of Famer in, in baseball. Now, this, if you guys remember, I don't know how a lot of you guys are younger, but if you guys remember Bo Jackson, I seriously believe that if he did not get hurt with the Bengals hurting, did not get injured, he could have been very close to being a Hall of Famer in football and baseball. He just was ridiculous. The stuff he could do on a baseball field, the stuff he could do on a football field was just unreal. I mean, I love Dion. Dion's one of the greatest athletes ever, but the very first two sport athlete that really succeeded at it was Bo. And I love Bo Jackson. I mean, I was rooting against him, obviously, in the playoff game against the Bengals. And I was upset that we hurt him because, like I said, he was one of my favorite players. Watching Bo Jackson was unbelievable. If you guys have ever seen the 30 for 30 on ESPN, Bo knows. If you haven't, you need to go watch it because he didn't even really – get trained and coached up very much playing baseball. He could just do it. You know, I mean, Harold Reynolds talked about where he hit a shot down the left field line. And he thought for sure he was going to get an inside the park home run. And Bo, it bounced off the wall. Bo picked it off the wall with one hand threw a dart to home plate. And you'll see this on, on, on the 30, 30 for 30, threw a dart to home plate. And Harold Reynolds is going, Oh my goodness. I can't believe he got me. And it, I mean, it, he he smoked it. So, I mean, I just think, um, I, I think Bo Jackson is the, is, is the greatest athlete I've ever seen. Next one is, is, is Dion. Both those guys were unbelievable. And Tom Brady's goat. Yes. Oh, uh, who's this? Harry Furball. What's up? Hey, shout out to my boy. <laughs> Okay. I don't know who that is, but welcome to the show. And oh yeah, of course, Crown. Yes, we know. Um I he uh, Dion went to some college. Where did he go to college? I don't know. Some was it was it UC? I think he went he went to the University of Cincinnati. Yeah, that's where he went. No, he went to Florida State, dude. We all know that. We all know you're a big Florida State fan there, Crown. We know. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, he was part of that 1989 draft. Another one of the best drafts ever. I mean, Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer. He's in there. Um, Troy Aikman was in that draft. There's a lot of guys. I think I think Bruce Smith was in that draft. There's a lot of guys in that draft. And if you ever see the interview with Dion, he's got his got his his hair all Jerry curled out, got a soul glow in. Soul glow. That's a reference to uh coming to America if you guys don't know what that is but that was one of the best drafts ever ever so not getting a whole lot of discussion about uh about philip rivers i guess you guys don't really care now i have, well, I have a question what, what do you guys think about bringing andy dalton back here as a backup quarterback i know there's talk that he could go to to indy let's see what you got crown yeah, he told the Lions not to draft him. Yeah, I mean, that, 
they could do that. I mean, that was that was. I mean, you can do that, but they could still, they could have still drafted him, um, because he was with the Yankees and uh, Steinbrenner didn't want him to play football. You know, he first signed with the Yankees for baseball. And Steinbrenner just wanted him to play baseball, and he was like, "No, I'm gonna do both." So he uh, went to, he got traded or released, I think, in Atlanta signing, and then Atlanta got ticked off at Dion because one weekend when the Braves were in. The playoffs in 92. He played for the Falcons that weekend. And I think the same day he suited up. They didn't put him, I think they put him in for a pinch hit or something in the playoff game for the Braves. So that's that was a really unbelievable effort. And Matthew. You would love to have Andy back. I, I think Andy Dalton would be a good. I'm like, bring him back for a backup. I know people last year like, we should keep him as a backup. We should keep him. But you don't keep him as a backup for as much money as they were paying him. And Andy wants to start. And only Andy, if, trust me, Andy's not going to choose to come back here for a backup if he can go to Indy and start. But Natty, what's up, man? You can join the show, man. You try to join Monday. and I got I got stuff fixed, buddy. So you, you can join and come on live if you want. Uh, why would he come back? Didn't they bench him and push him out the door? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I said, I... I can't see him coming back, but we'll see. When, you really have Winston. I might have Winston. Winston, but I can see Winston. Put it this way: if Winston stays in New Orleans, and uh, oh my goodness, who's going to be their starting quarterback? Not not Breeze. Breeze is retiring. Well, I'm pretty sure Breeze is retiring. Um, I can't remember the guy's name right now. Oh, uh, Taysom, Tatum Hill. There you go, Taysom Hill. I'll get it right. If he, that guy get gets injured, and as much as he runs. And does stuff, there's a very good chance that he, in my opinion, that he's not going to make it all year. So I think Winston would uh, stay behooved unless he can get a starting job somewhere else to stay there. And you never know. If Winston has a great preseason, you know, they might start him. I mean, who knows? Yeah, Taysom Hill. Yep. Yep, you're right. You're right, Crown. All right, Matthew. I've been trying to promote. Promote Andy for it. What about AJ McCarron? There's a lot of guys, better guys, I think. I mean, I remember we drafted AJ McCarron. Some Bengals fan were like, oh, bye bye, Andy. We're, we got AJ McCarron. He's going to be the new starting quarterback. I'm like, you guys are nuts. AJ McCarron isn't even like, I mean, he's all right. He's a good backup, but I wouldn't. Natty, what's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, Jeff? Good, man. I, I got I got a fix today so I can actually hear what you were saying. And I'd all love right. to get, I'd love to. Get back to our conversation we had Monday when you, you were talking about the Browns and the offensive line and stuff like that. I, I'd love that you finish your point, what you're saying. I was I was saying the the Browns are a prime example of how the Bengals have to address the offensive line this offseason. Uh, yeah, and, and how, and how I've, in my opinion, how doable it is. Because the Browns signed – well, not signed. They signed one and they drafted another one. You know, signed one tackle and drafted another tackle, and they fixed their, their line with two moves, and that's what the Bengals can do. Yeah, and uh, we can't keep kicking the, the offensive line problem down the, the – you can't keep kicking the, kicking the can down the street anymore. Like, that has to be addressed now. Like, I don't want them to be thinking, you know, like, Zulfilu and Spain are okay guys, but if you could get a better guard out there, right. maybe for <laughs> – yeah, like a, a Toonie or you don't even need a, 
a top tier guy. Maybe you bring in like two, three mid tier offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I mean, you, you, you might you get a triple third. I, I mean, the thing is, you you can address all this in the draft. I mean, if it all works out, I mean, I I think there's still a chance that the Bengals could get Sewell. I think there's a very good chance Sewell could drop to five, and if that happens, and and, and then the second round you take a guard because. Th- in this draft, there's a, it's a very offensive line heavy draft, but there's not there's only one guy that's worth a top five pick in this draft as far as offensive line goes, and that's Sewell. Everybody else, you can get they're lower in the draft, and you get them in the second round. So I mean, just I mean, just say Wyatt Davis is, is there in the second round, you know, for uh, from Ohio State. Just say he's there. I mean, you get Sewell and you get Wyatt Davis. I hate to get Cal, give Cal, Calhead credit, but if you do that. Dude, your offensive line is fixed, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you you still have the problem of the center position to address, though, because yeah, I mean, an OC for a big man like that, it's not easy for them to come back as quick as a guy right. like Joe Burrow, right. where yes, he's not having to move move three hundred pounders around like that. Like Joe Burrow's throwing the ball, not not uh, blocking. So that that's another issue you have to address. And you could probably just sign a free agent, you know, if you if you don't like Billy well, Price, you could yeah. sign someone out. And that that guy probably won't cost you that much to sign him. And the thing is, you're not most likely you're not relying on him to be your starting center the entire year because Hop, Hop Hopkins will, will be back. I don't think he's going to be back for the first season for the first month of the season. You know, definitely not the first couple of games, but by you know, you know, November beginning of October, he might be back by then. So you don't need to spend a ton of money on that. That's where Billy Price, and this is where it would be so nice if we could just count on him to be a backup and be a good enough center, you know, which I'm scared that the Bengals will, will attempt to do that. And I, I would, I mean, honestly, I will not be surprised if they do that. If that's their plan. I won't be surprised at not one bit. If their plan is to have Billy Price as a center until, until Trey gets back. You see, Jeff, this is my problem with this organization is just how short-sighted some of their decisions are. It's like you, you, instead of going into free agency and getting a guy that's a proven starting, it may be a starting level center mm-hmm. or replacement level guy, you know, just till Hopkins comes in, you're going to bring in Billy Price. And Billy Price had a few games, but the guy's just not consistent yeah. enough to warrant giving I- him a, a chance. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. <laughs> you know, I mean, they, they got I mean, the other thing they got, they got the what CJ Finney, the guy they got from Seattle, which I mean, oh, I have no idea. Yeah, or yeah, I, I have no idea how good he is. He never even played, and he, I don't think he played for Seattle uh, that much or at all. So it, that's the other option, I think, that or as of right now that we have at center. But the thing is, a center, you could also find another center. You know, down in the draft, you can find these guys that could, you know, be Fourth a stop. Round. Yeah, because basically, you just you need a stop gap, stop gap. And the thing I've said, and you've had this conversation, that you can't stop stacking talent. You got to yeah. have talent behind you. That, that's where I'm like, I don't know about you, I don't know about you, but I'm okay with the Bengals keeping Billy Price and keeping Fred Johnson as backups, not starters, backups. You know. I, I think that you can put them in for one or two games and be okay if, if somebody gets hurt. But that, that's the thing is you need guys behind your starters. 
You're right, Jeff. Uh, I, I personally like Fred Johnson because he did some things. He just wasn't very consistent. I think uh, Fred Johnson might be a guy who's a capable starting tackle, you know, with the right coaching because uh, Jim Turner, you know, he probably wasn't developing these guys very well. So you might get something out of him at Denji, you know, as your as your guys that, you know, if uh, Jonah Williams goes down, you feel comfortable throwing them out there and they might be able to even play right. better than Jonah, you know, just right. Well, I think you, you, all, you, I remember this point you brought up is if, because I said this, you know, Jonah, he hasn't been, a, you know, he hasn't been able to play a full year yet. I said, is he injury prone? And one thing you brought up when I said that, you're like, is he injury prone or is he being put in bad situations with bad players next to him that's getting him injured, you know? Yep. So that's, that's the thing with, with him. And I, that's, I mean, honestly, as of right now, you have to look at what he's done. He is injury prone for, I mean, for the most part. No matter how it happened, he's he you know, missed his whole first year, and he finished what the last missed the last what two or three games of this year. So that's another reason why you got to make sure you got good backups. And I agree that Fred Johnson, I think he's capable. He could be a good tackle. He's awful at guard. <laughs> I, he, he should never play guard. Play guard. He he can't play guard. He cannot play guard at all. But he's he can play big. tackle. Yeah, he's too big. Six and, and he can't move. I, he he can't. He, guard's got to be a little quicker. You know. Lateral movement, you know, it's it's a different position. Yeah, I mean, most guys either you're a tackle or you're a tackle. You know, you're not. You know, guards, guards. You know, you, you can play guard, you can play center most of the time. Well, I mean, mo- most of the time. Not that well. Billy Price is an example of that. <laughs> that you can't always play guard or can't play center. Fred Johnson's too big. He's six seven, six eight. How do you expect a big man like that to bend like a six foot two, six foot right. three? guard like you know he doesn't have the same type of like waistband you know it's he's not Whitworth you know Whitworth's yeah. like six seven but I mean oh, guy's man. an athletic freak no that's I didn't bring up with that was another thing that um somebody brought up on uh the Bengals brigade which I don't know if you've gotten to join my new group yet Natty uh but uh I got I got are you on any Facebook groups or anything or are you even on Facebook I don't even know I have a Facebook but that's mostly for private use Okay. I, anyway, this is stuff that um, somebody brought up on my on my Bengals group called the uh, Bengals Brigade. But they were asking if I thought we should trade like a fifth, sixth, or seventh round pick to try to get Wit back here. And I I said I wouldn't trade anything any higher than that. Um, I don't know how much longer Wit. Ha- I mean, I honestly thought he was going to retire after this year. Um. But it doesn't sound like he's going to. And I would I, either way, I would love Wit to come back here to at least retire as a Bengal. But I don't. How, how do you feel about bringing and uh, Wit back here to Cincinnati? I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that he. If we got him, I wouldn't rely on him to be your number one guy. But he could be, you know, a piece. I mean, he's still a top tackle right now. Even to what, like his thirty? His how old is he? Like 38, 39? Like he? Yeah, he's, he's in a third. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure how old he is offhand. I mean, look, you might get one, two seasons out of him, mm-hmm. but you're, I think a fifth or a sixth, like you're you're trying you're talking about taking away the blind side for Jared Goff. They're mm-hmm. not gonna they're gonna want more than that, you know. I, I'm just right. saying, like, even though he's an older player, even though he's an older player, they might uh they might they might still want something higher than that. You know, right, 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 exactly. That's where I, that's where I'm like, I, I wouldn't give any more than that because 
he's only got at the most, I would think at the most two more years, at the most yeah, two the, uh, playing left. And to me, the Bengals, you, you could take that pick. You know, if you get a give him a seventh round pick, I mean you could pick another guard or you could pick a wide receiver, or, you know, somebody who could contribute if you do it right and you do your homework, could contribute for more years for what the Bengals need. And the Bengals, it's not the Bengals don't need to just get a stopgap. We need a stopgap as far as the, the center goes, you know, because Trey Hopkins is gonna come back. We don't need stopgats at our left tackle or a guard or anything. You know, we we need guys who are gonna be here for the next hopefully six, seven years with Joe Burrow and growing this thing, you know, and, and trying to get to where we all want to go. So that's where I mean I love Whitworth. I wish they would have kept him, but then <laughs> I think I was I think I was talking to you about this. I said that you know that's when the, the whole the the five year playoff run went down the hill. We let, yeah. let Zeitler go, we let, let Whitworth go, Sanu and Marvin Jones. Yeah. And the funny thing is that it hit me while I was talking. I think it was I think it was you I was talking about this that if that didn't happen and we didn't go through all this stuff, we wouldn't have Joe Burrow. So I'm you know things always happen for a reason for some reason, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it, it's Jeff. You need. The guys on the offensive line, you know, what I mean, you mean you need a guy, you need yeah. the guy. You you don't yeah. need replacement level like uh, that. That's what got us hurt in the. That's what got Joe Burrow hurt in the first place. Mm-hmm. Is you think you have replacement level guys like Asufilu no. is a replacement level guard. You know, yes. you could bring someone in that's better, and he might stabilize mm-hmm. the right side right. of the line. And and as much yeah. as like I'm not a Bobby Hart fan. Bobby Hart is a bridge tackle. Yeah. You know, he might benefit from better guard play, but that still doesn't mean you give Bobby Hart 10 million a year. You know, he, right. he is what he is. Right. He's not a top tackle. He's a, a bridge starting guy. He's like your second, third best tackle on your team at any mm-hmm. given point. And right. And that's, we, that's where if, if, if the Bengals, if Sewell is there at, at, at five, you got to take him. They, they absolutely have to take him, you know, and and because that, I mean, he could be your left tackle for if he hel- stays healthy for next, you know, 10 years. If he's as good as his tape is and everybody's, you know, uh, great amount to be. If he's that good, you got to take him. You put him at, at left, you move Jonah to right, you get another guard. Say, like, you could sign a guard. Say you sign Tooney or, or, or you sign or you get Wyatt Davis or you get one of the Alabama guys. There's guys out there that they could easily get in this draft to fix the offensive line so simply. Now, once they do that, they got to address the defensive line. And to me, the biggest thing with the defensive line is the edge. We got to have guys coming off that edge. And we need to, and we're going to have to replace Geno too. As far as I know, they're not going to, they're going to release Geno's from what I've, I've read and I've been told. So you got to get another guy. Next to DJ DJ Reader, hopefully DJ, DJ Reader can stay there all whole year. But those are the biggest issues that the Bengals have got to fix. And I don't know for some just last offseason just gives me hope that they will do it. I mean, no, they didn't fix the offensive line, and it's, honestly, I think they put too much trust in Jim Turner and what his ability was to coach these guys up. You know. I think they trusted him too much, and that's where they were at. I honestly believe if Turner had said, we need to get another tackle in here, I think they would have done it last year. Yep. They, they, the, 
the issue was not addressing the line last year, but clearly that was Turner convincing Taylor that yeah. they had pieces and he could develop them. And then, you know, we saw that Joe Burrow got hurt, mm-hmm. you know, and that's probably the main reason why Jim Turner was fired was the fact that Joe Burrow got hurt. And then management was probably looking at Zach Taylor side eye, like, this is your responsibility. This is, you know, like we, we trusted you. And, you know, look, look at what happened, you know. Right. Well, that, that's where I'm like, people say, you know, well, you know, well, if he only wins this, well, I, I, we can't have a fourth year of, of Zach Taylor. Dude, I, I don't think if we only win four games again next year, there is no freaking way Zach no. Taylor is coming back. I mean, to me, it's playoffs or nothing. He's got to make the playoffs in his third yeah. year. I mean, you you and, got to. And, and, and I, I'm not, I, but they, but you, but you know you know that you know this, Natty. If they go eight and eight, or they go seven and nine, or something like that, Mike Brown, like, all right, we're on the right track. You, I know he'll say that. I know that's yeah. the way he do it. I don't want him to think that way, but I know he's going to. That's the problem. But the thing is, is the schedule is a lot tougher next year because you're playing playoff teams, and then you're, mm-hmm. the, the AFC North has nothing but playoff teams. Yep. So, like, the only way you walk out of this division with a playoff appearance is if you go four and two in the division, meaning mm-hmm. you beat the, the Steelers twice, the Ravens mm-hmm. twice, or the Browns twice, or you lose a few, you split right. a series with one of those teams. You, yep. If you if you get to the playoffs, good. Zach Taylor, you know, maybe Zach Taylor makes a big jump. You go eight and eight. Jeff, Jeff it's hard mm-hmm. to, as a fan, sell me on Zach no. Taylor. We're doing yeah. it. It's like. We got to move on, find someone else, and mm-hmm. I agree with you. It, I I thought that was a big mistake giving him another year this year because you so could have gone ahead. <laughs> but I, I can see why they want to give Joe Burrow continuity. They don't want him swapping in head coaches mm-hmm. year in and year out. But it's like you you need us win now because Joe Burrow's got four years left on his contract. You Burrow, know, yeah, uh, you got four and a, and a fifth year option. You got four years left, and if you squander like two of those, you only have three years. And then mm-hmm. come the fourth year, Joe Burrow's going to be asking for an extension, mm-hmm. and it's probably going to be in in a in a in a range of a top five, top ten quarterback. If we think we is who he is, yes. So you're 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 stuck in a hard rock because you didn't take advantage. You kept the lame duck coach around. And then mm-hmm. you 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 just move some coaches around, and and maybe you're expecting growth, but I know my my optimism for the next season is a little low. You know, I'm not feeling it. You know, I have to see the moves they're gonna do the off season, right. but even then, it doesn't move the needle for me because I think we know what Zach Taylor is as a coach. I don't think he was qualified now for the position. Maybe do you think he do you, do you think he he got do you think he improved? Do you think he's gotten gotten any better, or, he, or he's just stayed the same? As a coach. Slightly, like a slight improvement, but I mean, he's a good play so, caller, but as far as everything else, like we didn't see development from the offensive line. We didn't see development from certain players. And then we had. How, okay, hold on. Sorry. How is that? And I, I'll, here I go again, defending Zach, but how is development on the offensive line? How is that Zach's fault? He didn't have, they, they never had the talent there to begin with. And then if you look at the development of, of AJ or not AJ, T Higgins and the development of sample this year is tight in, you know, and, and just the way Joe Burrow, as he developed, because beginning of the year, he was holding the ball onto the ball too long. And before he got hurt, he was getting rid of that ball like that. 
So as far as that, I, I, I don't agree with you as far as that. I, I did see improvement in, in areas where the Bengals could actually improve because the guys are talented enough to improve. The offensive line, they're not talented enough to improve. Sometimes you're only as good as the abilities God has given you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you, 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 you can only work with what you got. And that's where I think they were at with the offensive line. And I think that Zach did improve these guys. You know, the defense, I mean, that's a whole other thing. That's Armadillo. I don't, I don't, I think he should have been gone for sure. But Yo, that that's, that, that's just my thing. I, yeah. I, look, I'm going to, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. At this much, I don't expect much from Zach Taylor. If we go 4 and 12 next year, I'm oh, not he's going to be mad or upset about it. I'm just oh, going okay. to be like, it is, it's expected. You know, <laughs> so Zach Taylor, like, he could improve. Like, if he goes out there and he beats a Kansas City or, he starts winning like in the division and you're, you're seeing the Bengals pick up wins against the Ravens and the Steelers and the Browns. And, you know, you start mm-hmm. picking up wins and you tally up wins and I could be like, okay, like, yeah, that, but you know, a seven and nine season, eight and eight. Yeah. That's not going to cut it. You know, no. like, uh, I'll put it to you this way. <clears throat> I think we're in one of the, the toughest divisions in football, but I, I keep saying if we fix the office line and, and we get some uh, able to get some pressure on the quarterback, I think we can, we have the talent to compete with the Steelers. We have the talent to definitely compete with the Browns, and, and I think the Ravens. Um, they, the Steelers are all, they're on a downhill slide. The Ravens, I think, are the most stacked, talented team they have in our division as far as talent goes. But I don't know if they're if their way of play actually transitions into the playoffs and big games all the time. Because if Lamar Jackson's not running all over the place on you, they're not doing as good. And and the Bengals actually, in the first time they faced him, they actually stopped Lamar. They didn't stop anybody else running the ball, but they stopped him. So I think it's not not that we can win the division, but I think we have a shot at getting a wild card next year. If, again, if you fix that offensive line and you give Joe Burrow time, he's going to have another year. Because if you listen to what he said on Cowherd's show, the interception he threw threw in the indie game, he knows exactly what to do next time he sees that coverage. So it's going to get to the point very quickly here for Joe Burrow that you're not going to be able to fool him at all, you know, and if they are able to use him and run the ball consistently, we're going to be really hard to stop no matter who the coach is, you know? Well, here's the thing, Jeff. You got to look at it like this. The Ravens are are talking about extensions with Lamar Jackson already, like his fourth year. If they give him in the range of, 35, 45, 50 million a year. Mm-hmm. They can't afford to keep all those defenders yep. and some of their yep. offensive linemen. Yep. It's, it's, it's the, and then the Steelers, the Steelers are going to be a team that's going to hover around six and 10 and seven and nine because they don't just flat out lose. It's the, <laughs> the problem we had with Marvin Lewis, where he wasn't that bad of a coach that you were going to just flat out lose. Right. right. Only when you get a high enough draft picks. Right. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, Ben Roethlisberger, like, I, I think at this point he's kind of done. Uh, you know, he's not the same guy he was five, six years ago. Like, we're kind of no. looking at a at that generation of traditional pocket passes kind of being phased out of the game, especially with – we just saw Phillip Rivers retire today. So, you know, I, I think well, our division – Well, I don't know if phased, phased out. You're, you're having more quarterbacks that are more mobile, but they still – I mean, Patrick Mahomes still – Kills you from the pocket. He destroys you from the pocket more than anything else. So I, I said they're, they're, I didn't say uh, 
new age. Yeah. I, I feel like yeah. the new age pocket passers are guys that can make move around a bit, move in yeah. the pocket. You know, yeah. get you some yards yeah. after. You're right. Yeah, Phil, yeah, you're right. Phil, Philip and and Ben couldn't move at all. But I mean, to 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 what you're saying before about what's going on with the Ravens and what's going on with the Steelers, that's where I was talking to my friend here, who's a a Browns fan. I said honestly, I said this division in the next couple of years should be fought out between the Bengals and the Browns, you know, because both teams are set up to win. Uh, well, we're not set up to win right now. We we could be depending on what's happening in the offseason here, but with our quarterbacks. And honestly, I'll take Joe Burrow over anybody in our division. I'll take him over Lamar. I'll take him over Baker. I'll take him over Ben. I'll take him over any of them. I think he's he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks ever. That's why if they get that, yeah, they get that. And I keep just the same point over and over again. If they get that offensive line fixed, we're gonna we're gonna be pretty dangerous. Well, here's the thing: is Joe Burrow came out the gate playing at an elite level. Like yeah. you don't see guys at 23 years old picking apart defenses with like multiple time pro bowl players you know like that doesn't mm-hmm. happen every year you know like people right. say like uh, trevor lawrence and um these other guys like those guys are like two years younger than joe burrow and they don't have right. probably the same ability to read a defense as high as joe burrow does like the things joe burrow right. does in pocket are like way beyond where he's at you know in terms right. of age yeah so, like and i i think i think I think Mike Brown. I will put. It, I don't know. I'm not in his head, but I think he sees that, and we know Mike Brown wants to get upgrades to the stadium and all that stuff. And I do think, I do think Mike Brown wants to win a Super Bowl for his dad and for all that stuff. And I really do. I don't think Mike Brown exactly knows. I don't say knows how or is willing to do everything he's supposed to do or, or should do, but I think he went or leaned more toward that direction of of things that he needs to do to make to do to make the team better last off season. So that's where I'm thinking that the you know we, like you just said the top the clock is ticking on Joe Burrow's contract. They know that. That's this is the new age NFL. You get the you get the quarterback, you don't have to pay him as much, you pay everybody else around him and you go win a Super Bowl real quick. You know, that, and that's that's the new age of the NFL. So that's where the I, I, if that's not the Bengals mindset, I don't know why it's not. <laughs> you know, cuz now's the time to do it. So I, that's where I'm like, I really do think they're going to get, get the offensive line fixed. I really do think they're going to they'll move forward. And then then it's going to be on Zach. And and and, and I think they've, they've put it all on Zach. If you listen to what Zach has said, you know, I'm in charge of the coaching staff. It's on me, you know. He's saying that. And I don't think he's saying that just willy-nilly. I really do think it's, it's, it's him, you know. And I, I think they've had a conversation where – Zach's been here three years. I mean, it took Marvin a little while to, to really get complete control. Not say complete control, but more control and more trust from, from Mike Brown to do the stuff that he thinks needed to be done for the organization. And Zach might be getting there. I'm not sure what he's done to deserve that, but <laughs> he might be getting there to that point with, with Mike Brown, which, I mean, he to me, they have to. If Zach is your head coach, you have got to trust him and Duke Tobin to make the right decisions because you put them in this position to make these decisions, you know? So that's where I'm hoping that they, they, they do that and we can move forward. And yes, next year is a very tough schedule. This is the, this is like Jeremy D said it on the show. Lots of time. This was the year to, to make the run to, you know, cause it was an easy, easy schedule. You you look at the Steelers. They were, you know, 
they were 11 and 0, but we, it was, you know, it was false. They, they weren't that good. They didn't play anybody. So, I don't know. Well, this, I think what irks me this year is just so many fourth quarter leads just blown. Like mm-hmm. you had the opportunity, like even even if we didn't get a top five pick, if you go seven wins, eight wins, maybe nine and seven. At least you're I going in the right direction. You feel better about Zach Taylor now mm-hmm. than you do currently, where you're like, Well, right. I don't know, man. Like I still got questions. Like, can he do it? Is he going to yeah. do it? Is he mm-hmm. is management going to bring in offensive linemen for him? And yep. Uh, my, my thing is, uh, I, I don't think Mike Brown's really making the decisions anymore. I think he just no. has the final say now. It's his yes. kids. So it's, it's up to his kids to basically bring in the necessary uh, people to play or right. to come play for yep. the Bengals. And they can't keep blowing away chances because, like, look, look I, I know Bengals fans don't want to hear this, but Joe Burrow is a guy where he wants to win. And if he's mm-hmm. not winning, he'll force his way out. Well, we might have another Carson Palmer situation, you know, like we're just not. <laughs> tired of right of losing because you can't get it straight, you know. And then and then Joe Burrow forces his way out. You could have what happened with Deshaun Watson. What's happening with Deshaun Watson, where he's trying to force himself out of the Texans? See, I don't, I don't totally know if Deshaun Watson is actually doing that. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's because it, you just gotta read. Uh, that's what I hate about tweets and and Facebook message and stuff like that. Everybody can type stuff. But just because you type it that way, the way it's you you want it to sound doesn't mean that's that's the way somebody's going to read it, you know? So, some of the stuff that Sean, you know, I, I don't know if he's trying to force his way out or not. I'm not saying he is or he isn't, but it's just everybody assumes he is, but Sean's never actually come out and said it yet. So, I don't know if I I'm not sure he is. Uh who knows? We'll we'll see. But that that's the right. thing is you don't want that kind of drama lingering, right. especially right. Yeah, with yeah. a guy like Joe Burrow. Yeah, exactly. Because you, you could, I mean, you could have the same thing with with Carson. I mean, that that's what happened to him. If I got sick and tired of it, and and I, look, I'll tell you that Carson's last year. I mean, <laughs> he had Terrell Owens and Chad Johnson on a, on the same team. You know, both of them were chirping in his ear. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. I think all that mixed in with not making the playoffs again and then them not going anywhere. I think it's just, he's like, I'm done. Like, I can't, I can't take this anymore. You know, that's, that's kind of where I was. And honestly, I was a huge Carson Palmer fan and I was kind of with him. I'm like, this is stupid. And I, I was so mad at the Bengals. I was so mad at Mike Brown. And I'll just, but for some reason, after that happened, the flip, the switch flipped on this organization. They drafted AJ Green, drafted, Andy Dalton and went the five straight playoffs. So I don't know what happened or how that happened, but you go from a team that was, you know, dysfunctional arguing one season to the next season, they're going to the playoffs and it started a five-year run. Now, again, they didn't win the playoff game, but that's how quickly things can change. That's what I, I try to give Bengal fans hope that, that that can easily change for this team this year, but we'll never, we, we won't find out till, you know, we got to get through to the, <laughs> We're not going to find out anything until after we get through the season and really until free agency starts. I mean, the only thing the Bengals can do right now is try to sign Willie J3 and try to car- sign Carl Lawson before free agency starts. Other than that, they, they can't do anything. You know, go out and, I mean, talk to guys or whatever. You can't – we're not going to know anything. Well, it's probably happening right now because, you know, they, they do this ahead of time. I, I don't think they do this well, like a week or yeah. two. Yeah, oh, no, no. It, no, it's happening. But, but I'm saying we, fans, we won't know anything. Uh, yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. No, I agree. They're, they're doing stuff, but we won't know anything. It's all just to be purely speculation for us. And here's the thing, Jeff. Yeah. Carson Palmer was a high end potential type quarterback, like a top oh, yeah. five quarterback. And, oh, and then definitely. I think he was a very demanding, like he wanted to win. Whereas opposed to Andy, where Andy was more of a, a team kind of player, like he wasn't a, a vocal leader, you know, like he was just a guy on the team. Like I, 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 I hate to say this because I know people like Andy, but I was afraid when that man dropped back every time, like I was like, oh, is he going to turn the ball over? Oh, no. Like, <laughs> I, I, I was being so scared with Andy because like Andy was a, a good guy, but he just wasn't a top end quarterback like and and that's what i think we were missing yeah but that's what that team i mean i've said this before if joe burrow was our quarterback in that five-year run we would have won a playoff game or two hell we might have won a super bowl i think yeah and and, you know i think uh i don't think andy's gonna come back honestly i don't i don't know how that relationship ended with zach taylor but i don't see it happening like I, i could easily see him taking a spot maybe for like the indianapolis coats who need a quarterback if he's got a chance to start, he's he's gonna go somewhere and start. I guarantee you that. And this should tell you, uh, Jeff, just how crazy good the level of quarterback play is today. Because a guy like Andy Dalton with probably a hundred game starts and like oh, two least. or three Pro Bowls and five playoff appearances is a guy who's regulated to the bench. Right. Like that, well, that should tell you how good the quarterbacks are nowadays. Yeah, I mean we we are in the golden age of of quarterbacks and young court we've been in it i think even young quarterbacks come out of college i mean these guys are ready to go i mean look at patrick mahomes look at um um uh, uh josh allen i mean it's taken him a little while but he was he's gotten better look, look at um who's the kid i can't think of the guy's name for arizona um for, yeah kyle murray look at these guys i mean they they're ready to go day one joe burrow they're ready to go day one you know i remember that was a, a big conversation last year People were like, oh, we we should let Joe sit for a year. I'm like, for what? I was like, did you see the offense at LSU? It was an NFL offense. I'm like, what what does sitting for a year do for him? Now the I mean, people are like, well, so we don't get him hurt. I'm like, well, you know, they they think the like my argument was they think the offense line is good enough, you know. If they think it is, then he should go out and play, you know. But that, that, but but yeah, the, just the quarterback play is is just ridiculous right now. How good these guys are. You only sit a quarterback down for a year that you drafted if you if he hasn't picked up the nuances of the game and has it mentally. It's not you guys can't play physically. It's the mental aspect. Joe Burrow came out throwing on that Chargers defense like it was nothing. Like, dude, he he won the game. If they don't call that freaking pass interference on AJ, he wins it. How cool would that be? There's a couple things, couple things that happened in this year that could have completely changed the season. If they don't call that P.I. on A.J. Green and Joe Burrow in his very first game brings his team back to win the game, I think that changes the total season. I I just – I really do. And obviously the other one is Joe getting hurt. If he doesn't get hurt, I I said this, that I think they had a chance to go win the rest of the games. I didn't think they were going to beat the Rappers, and I didn't think they were going to beat the Squealers, which I was wrong. They beat the Squealers. But if Joe doesn't get hurt and we finish strong, you know, the second half of the season – and we see improvement, we're, we're talking differently. And, and I think Joe was getting to that point. I do think the the offensive line was sort of get that, to that point. I mean, they were only going to get so good. That, that's the problem yeah. with the offensive line. We had. They were only going to get so good. That's where I keep banging the table saying you got to have talent there. But 
those two things happening totally changed this season, I think. Because it's not like the Bengals don't have weapons to play with. You know what I mean? No. Like you, you, the Bengals build outside in yeah. instead of right. inside, inside out. out. Yes, and exactly. Like, you have Joe Mixon. You have Pirine. You have Bernard. You have Higgins. You have Boyd. You have Sample. That that's enough. Yeah. That's enough right. firepower for Joe Burrow right. to at least win some games. You just mm-hmm. need the offensive line, and that's what <laughs> killed me last year when I saw these. Like I was like. I saw DJ Reader and I saw Trey Reigns and I'm like, oh, that's good. Are we going to get an offensive lineman? And right. it was like, and I'm like, oh, it's it's like a, a bridge starting guy that, you know, right. I, I was I don't know where they got the idea that it was okay to put Michael Jordan and Bobby Hart. Like, that's the, well, that's the I, guys they're going to die with or right. not die with, but like go to war with. Right, like. right, right. Well, the thing is, I mean, how, how do you feel about Spain, though? I think Spain is a starting guard. I, I was very impressed with what I saw from him. I think Spain's good i just i i think he's a guy where like if you get a better guard on the yeah. other side and you have spain i think you're okay with the offensive line you maybe get a a, a right tackle maybe it's Suwell or or if they get if they get Suwell, they can move jonah to right and then you got to get and then just say in the dra- draft and we're just going draft if they do that you, you can find a guard in the draft in the second round you can easily find a very su- suitable capable guard in this draft in the second round that you can plug and play, and you got him and Sewell anchoring your line. Your your line is is set and fixed. And all these Bengals fans keep saying, "Oh, we gotta get uh, Jamar Chase." I'm like, for what? If we don't have the line, it doesn't matter. It'd be the same thing as we've done the last two years or last year. You get all these yeah. toys, but Joe Burrow's laying flat on his back or running for his life. It, it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. And I think uh, Chase would be a good pickup if you sign like two guys on your line, mm-hmm. and you're like, yep. okay, we can yep. we can go into the the draft looking for a guard or maybe like another tackle in the third yep. or second round. Exactly, I, that's what I said. But uh, after Panay, like, who's there? Like, uh, would you take the Slater guy, or was it Slater? Uh, yes, yeah, Slater. You got Leatherwood. You got uh, Brown. Uh, those guys, you guys are Alabama. You got the guy from USC, and I can't remember his name. Is that Slater? Is that who you're talking about? Is he from USC? No, Slater's from Northwestern. Oh, yeah, Northwestern. Okay, yeah, I was, they, uh, that was the next guy I would say. The guy from Northwestern. So there's there's multiple guys that are that next. I mean, there's only one guy that's up here. You know, the rest of them are are down here, and there's a lot of them. They're down here, and they're good players. They're not, you know, not to knock any of them. They're good players. So there are multiple guys that you can get. Who I would take next, I honestly, I don't know. I liked what I saw out of Leatherwood and Brown in the championship game, but that's just because I saw them. I mean, Northwestern, I I didn't even pay attention to the offensive line, to be honest, until the games I watched. But do you take a, a tackle there at five, or do you move back maybe no, you, to ten? Yeah, trade down. Yeah. You, you, yep. If Sewell's not if Sewell's not there and they they have not addressed the offensive line, in my opinion, you, gotta, you trade down, you get another second-round pick, and – there's going to be an offensive lineman there at, you know, say you trade, trade down to seven or eight or something. There's going to be another offensive lineman there that's worth taking with that pick. And the thing is, too, it also helps you financially because you don't have to pay the guy number five pick overall. You pay him number seven. That's a big difference. Then that helps yeah. out with signing other players, too. Now, uh, so if you get him, you pay him. <laughs> I, I think it just depends on what Miami does at number three because I think Miami's yeah. the most immediate team to pick yeah. up. So, 
Mm-hmm. You know, because if they like them and they, they take them, then that's it. You know, like we have to either draft the only or, or something. Yeah, the only thing that's giving me hope is I think their more immediate need is they need playmakers. You know, they got the defense line. Their offense line is, is pretty good. They, I mean, Tua wasn't running for his life or any of that stuff. So they're not really a problem with their offense line. I mean, you could always improve it. Their biggest need is they need playmakers. They need a guy like Jamar Chase. They need a guy like Devontae Smith. That's that's what that offense needs. So that's where I'm like, I I, I think there's a very good chance that he's going to drop to us. I, I think Jacksonville is going to take Lawrence. I think the Jets are going to take Fields. And then you got, uh, who's that? Is it? Uh, that was that's three. Uh, so then you got, uh, is it Miami next or is it Atlanta next? Miami, Miami. Uh, yeah. Then so they take those two, yeah. So they they take those those two quarterbacks are gone. Then then Miami takes Devontae Smith. Then Atlanta, I think Atlanta's going to draft a, another quarterback. I mean, I, I I think they're they're trying to move on and and like I said, that's the new NFL. You get that quarterback, you. You get them on the cheap contract, and you build around them quickly, and you go win the Super Bowl. And that's where I think most NFL teams are going to try and do that. That's why another reason why I think the Jets are going to move on from Sam Darnold and get Fields because you got to get the guy, the new shiny toy, and, and build around them with a new coach and all that stuff. So I, that's what I think is going to happen, and I have no idea. That's my mock draft in my head. <laughs> and I, if that all that happens, then Sewell's sitting right there for us. And even if you already signed a right tackle, you still pick him up. I still think you pick him oh, up. Yeah. Position because it's like, yeah. you know, like he, he maybe he sits here because remember he's barely twenty years old. Like this, this is a guy, twenty years old and he's six six three, three twenty. Like he's huge, man. That's not a no. That, that's a beast, dude. That's a big boy right there. And he didn't even play last year. I wish he would have because I would have loved actually watching play because I never even heard of the guy. Like I said, until somebody mentioned it here on my show. I mean, I saw I saw some like someone break his film down and. Oh, Man, for a it's, big guy, yeah. he moves like a DN. Like, that, yes. like he moves yeah. quick. Like he's probably running in the four sixes. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. Like four six, four seven range for a, a tackle. Like, mm-hmm. Man, watch out with that. Like, I, I think you have a good tackle duo at that point with Jonah and Panay. Yeah. It's a matter uh-huh. of who's gonna play and who's gonna play right. I, I yeah, I well, I think Panay plays left and Jonah moves over to right, which because Jonah was actually a right tackle in college. So I, that's that's what I think you do, but we'll see. Like I said, I, I'm 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 a, I'm more optimistic about the Bengals than than you are what they're going to do. But hey, we'll see what happens. But I'm always I trying to be optimistic. It's it's to me it's I I just can't I can't stand Bengals fans, and I'm not putting you in this natty at all. I can't stand Bengals fans. Oh, we're always terrible. Oh, we're you know a terrible friend. I'm like no. No, we're not always like the nineties. We were, we haven't been that in 20 years. So I just, as a fan, I kind of come to realize that the Bengals are the Bengals, but it's mostly just management. You know what I mean? Like, but the, uh, I mean, I the thing is, there's, there's lots of teams like that. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals, they haven't been a great run franchise. The Detroit Lions haven't been a great run franchise. I mean, hell the bucks, this is the first time they've made the playoffs in, I think, 17 years. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so yeah. it, you know, it, it happens to, to multiple franchises. Go ahead. Well, the Cardinals did go to the Super Bowl like 10 years ago. You know, so that's more that we, we've done. I'm going to be honest. And same thing with the Bucks. They won a Super Bowl in the 2000s, you know. They, 2002. Yeah, so they, they, 
they know how to win, and I, I think uh, Mike. I I think Mike Bryan tries to win. He just doesn't know how to, and it, it's like, you know, we'll we'll see how the season turns out. You know, I I'm not optimistic, but I'm still gonna be sitting there on Sundays watching the games. You know. Oh heck yeah! It's not gonna change for me. So. <laughs> cool. All right, Natty. I've been on here uh, like an hour and sixteen minutes, so I'm gonna I think I'm gonna roll on out of here. But I appreciate you All as right. always, brother. Thanks for having me on, Jeff. Have a good one. You too, buddy. Take it easy. All right, my thanks to Natty and Chris Bengal for joining me on the show. <clears throat> like I said, for you guys uh, missing Jeremy, Jeremy should be on the show Friday. Uh, possibility maybe tomorrow, but I, I kind of doubt it. Uh, it's more re- realistic shot that he will be uh, back with me Friday. And uh, we will move on from there. I got to fix my computer. There you go. So anyway, we get to the points where I'm going to invite you guys to my new Facebook groups that I run. I don't help run them. I run them. They're mine. They are. And I invite you guys to join them. Every single one of them. Uh, they are Bengals Brigade, Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Reds, the Ice Bar. Now the Ice Bar, I'll explain it. It's a show page. It's just funny memes, TikToks, just fun stuff about the show, different things we're doing, stuff like that. Um, and then the one I don't run, but we are live streaming on right now is called uh, the Ohio state buck nuts. They're a great run group. Uh, very, they got great admins. They're, they're very nice to us, to, to me and Jeremy to, for letting us put our show on their page every day. And I appreciate Kip and all those guys that run the show there. I run the group there and uh, you can follow me on the rest of my social media platforms. Uh, those are all under Sports or Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and then TikTok. Like I said, me and Jeremy do a lot of silly TikTok videos, and it's kind of funny. We think we're funny. And I'll be pulling the sound off this later on tonight, putting it on the podcast. Do me a favor, rate, like, and review. I give you a five-star review. I'm on Bean Pod, Apple Podcast, iTunes, pretty much wherever you guys get your podcast. Podcast, and you listen to it, download it. Share it. Tell everybody about Sports Strawberry Ice, especially on YouTube because we're getting so close to a thousand. I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers. I'm at 810 subscribers. That is awesome. We dropped back one this weekend, and now I'm back up to 810. Or not back. I was never at 810, but I moved to 810. So I'm very, very appreciative to all you guys and gals. Make sure you just tell everybody about Sports Strawberry Ice. Get them to subscribe. It just helps me out and get them to watch it on the YouTube channel. And other than that, I will see you guys tomorrow, Thursday, and we'll roll into Friday. And we've got the NFC and AFC championship games coming up this weekend. So lots of football. Well, not lots, but the big games, you know, fun games, championship games, fun, fun games to watch, fun ones. Hopefully that the Bengals will be in next year. Fingers crossed. We'll see. And as always, this is for Jeremy Dean. Miss you, brother. Join the show tomorrow. I know. Friday. You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. So act like it. Then you come to me. And that's just sports, baby. See ya!